Hey, what's up guys? Brian here with another episode of the Dog Training Secrets Podcast. I'm currently on my way home and I just finished working with this adorable young Labradoodle pup. And man, she's shining. She's picking up, up, up on all the concepts so quick. I um, mean, it's always beautiful, honestly, to see a dog or a young puppy's eyes light up once they begin to understand a given concept, which ultimately inspired me today to create this episode. Today, we're gonna dive deep into one of the broader strokes of dog training, and honestly, one of the most important dog training secrets you could have a clear understanding of. So let's start off the intro and hop right into it. So how do we teach our dogs in a way that allows our pups to thrive in everyday real world settings so that us and our dogs are able to do more of what we want together without the added stress? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Brian Gallardo and welcome to the Dog Training Secrets Podcast. guys so one of the most important dog training secrets that everyday dog owners should have a clear understanding of is operant conditioning operant conditioning is essentially the way that all animals learn not just dogs but as dog trainers we use this concept extensively to teach our dogs behaviors Um, to get technical operant conditioning essentially falls into one of four quadrants right positive reinforcement negative reinforcement positive punishment and negative punishment but when we are referring to operant conditioning positive doesn't mean good and negative doesn't mean bad positive simply means the addition of something and negative means the subtraction of something or removal so for example if i'm teaching a dog to sit i would use positive reinforcement to give a dog something pleasant such as a treat and reward the dog and reward the dog for sitting, making the behavior more likely to occur in the future. Whereas if I'm teaching a dog to stop jumping up on me uh, for food, all I would do is every single time that my dog tries jumping up for food, I would put the food behind my back, essentially using negative punishment to teach the dog that he just lost access to something he wanted. So the reason it's negative punishment is because I removed something the dog wanted, such as the food in my hand that he was jumping for, making the behavior of jumping up towards me less likely to occur in the future. Now listen, I know that probably seemed a bit technical, so let me put it in simple terms, right? So in the simplest terms possible, this is what dog training essentially comes down to, right? In a nutshell, all animals wanna do one of these four things, right? All animals and dogs want to make good things happen, stop the bad things from happening, avoid the good things from ending and avoid the bad things from starting. Once you have a clear understanding of this concept and begin seeing things through this lens, um, training your dog essentially becomes easy. Because as dog trainers, what we're really doing is using whatever our dog views as, um, as a reward to our advantage, right? So for example, if you have a dog that likes darting out the door, um, instead of uh, impulsively letting your dog dart out the door, use what the reward is for your dog to your advantage at that moment, right? So for example, for most dogs that want to dart out the door, the reward is getting access to go outside. So if your dog darts out the door to try to get outside, close the door before they get the opportunity to run outside. This begins teaching your dog that um, he just lost access to what he wanted because he impulsively tried darting out the door. Essentially, in that portion, we're using negative punishment because we're removing 
access to something your dog wants to make the behavior of darting out the door less likely to occur in the future, right? Likewise, if uh, you have a dog that loves jumping on guests and gets overly excited, um, enthusiastic, and um, just gets a bit, a little too rowdy when guests come over, again, we're in the market of ensuring that we, um, that we know what is rewarding to our dogs at that moment. Many times that if our, dog, if our dogs are um, behaving impulsively, trying to get to our guests, the reward for our dogs is the greeting of your guests, right? So at that moment, what I will do is ensure that my dog does not get access to any of, um, to interact with any of my guests until my dog is calm and relaxed. This begins teaching your dog that um, the only time he gets to greet people and greet your guests, which is his ultimate reward, is when he remains calm and waits for you to say it's okay to go greet people. because. Um, Ultimately, when it comes to um, training our dogs, we ultimately have access, exclusive access to everything our dogs may want, right? From how often you take them outside to when you take them outside, how often do you feed them, when you feed them, what treats do you give them, um, when do you play with your dog? So when you have, uh, when, we have when we understand this concept alone, training our dogs immense, uh, essentially becomes so easy, right? Because what we're doing, again, is using everything that our dog wants, which, again, we have full control over to our advantage to teach our dogs what behaviors we want from them and what behaviors we don't want from them. So that's the big secret, guys. Take the time to um, understand the concept of operant conditioning, right? Understand that every dog wants to make the good things happen, wants to make the bad things stop, wants to avoid the bad things from starting and avoid the good things from ending. So once you have that clear understanding, use everything that your dog enjoys and desires to your advantage because you have exclusive access to all these things and when your dog gets access to all these things. And that is the big secret, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll see you guys on the next one.